This is it, Marketing Management and Money. I'm your host, Ryan Murray. And I'm your host, Brian Owens. Today, we are going to be talking about uh, your circle of concern versus your circle of influence. So this is a topic that uh, I first heard about, uh, Stephen Covey and his Seven Habits. He puts it into his book. We're going to take it a little bit deeper in terms of like small businesses, what they care about and what they should care about. So I think we're going to get into some good discussion today, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. This is something that obviously you can apply to a litany of different facets of your life, but like you said, we're going to delve into this in in terms of a small business. So let's talk about some of the things that we can control in a small business versus things we can't control. Let's start with the things that we can't control. Yeah. So a lot of times as a small business owner, I'm kind of looking at everything. I'm looking at this big picture and I'm just like, okay, you know, what decisions do I have to make? Uh, What uh, what am I going to do today? What kind of strategy am I going to put into place? And a lot of this is within our control. Uh, We can set our own pricing. And that's a big one that, uh, you know, a lot of businesses kind of shy away from because it's scary to set your own pricing. But ultimately... You have the control. You can raise your price. You can lower your price. I have a lot of businesses when I talk about pricing and they're just like, well, you know, it's the market that dictates the price. And I'm like, actually, it's you that dictates the price. It's the market that agrees or disagrees with what you just dictated. Yep. So, you know, you've got full control there. You've got control over your employees. And this is another area where people sometimes try and shirk their responsibility or they don't want to take control because sometimes it's a little bit scary. Yeah. But, you know, you can determine who you're going to hire, who you're going to fire. Most small businesses actually have quite a bit of flexibility. They're they're a lot more flexible than, you know, big companies. Right. Which right. gives them an advantage in getting the right talent. Sometimes in yep. these larger companies, they'll have employees that are just flat out toxic to the organization and their hands are a little bit tied as to whether they can do anything about it. But as a small company, I can do something about it. You know, I I have a lot more leniency, a lot more flexibility that allows me to build the the correct team. So, you know, these are some of the things that that, that you'll see a lot of times where, where businesses will take control. Now, Ryan, I'm curious. When you work with businesses, do you feel like they they want to take control or you feel like they don't want to take control? And I get that it's different for every business, but what's your take yeah. on this? So there are a lot of businesses that I've worked with in the past that, you know, actually speak louder than words. They say, oh, yeah, I definitely, oh. I definitely want to do X, Y, and Z. But then when it comes down to it, they do. they'll say, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then they don't. <laughs> oh, I'm putting it off. I, I want to wait for this. Or this isn't the right time to let this person go or, you know. Right, right. And so you see, you see a lot of that. And unfortunately, for example, like with letting someone go, this is part of what we can control in a business with letting someone go. I don't know that there really ever is a good time to do that. Sure, right. Sure. Um, a lot of times with company culture as well, I see this a lot where uh, small business owners shy away from taking control of a company culture, which number one, the small business owners don't think that they can control that. And I've been in that situation where it's, you know, uh, some employees with some influence run away with the company right, culture right. And, and take it in a direction either that you don't want to see it go in or a negative direction. You know, these people that can become toxic. Um, 
but there's there's never a good time to step up and and grab the reins of that you just got to do it yeah so so funny example that came to mind uh i was doing some work for this company and they were pushing for a very open culture they wanted people to come and share with management you know what was going on what the issues are and and the funny thing is is like this is the the classic story this just happens time and time and time again and I was working with this company and they they had me come in and do a little bit of analysis on their management team. So I come in and I told them, I said, hey, your management team is actually not the right people in place. You know, my my professional opinion is you do not have the right management team in place. And the uh, the owner of the company agreed with me and said, "Okay, you know, we want to make some change. And so. Um, I, I worked with them to, to help put some other management in place and, and it worked really well. But then when that management started to, you know, make some of these changes that they were wanting, they said, they're like, no, this isn't the direction that we want to go. And they reverted right back to mm-hmm. what they were originally doing. Yeah. And, and the challenge that I saw with that is I'm like, well, if you're complaining about having the, these cultural problems, but you're afraid to make the changes that you need to make, then you're going to live in this realm of just having these cultural problems. And it really stifled the growth of this company. And, and so, you know, when you look about what, what we as entrepreneurs or what we as business owners have control over and, and what we actually do with that control, man, those, they, they can be two different things. So I, I get sure. what you're saying when you're talking yeah. about that culture. Yeah. So this is maybe getting a little bit more philosophical than we want to get right now. But one of the things that I like to remind these small business owners of is that you have control over yourself. You know, a lot of times as entrepreneurs, uh, strong leadership, strong management skills aren't necessarily their strong suit. And so it's something that (laughs) they have to take control over of themselves and, and step up to the plate, learn, learn what good management is learn what strong leadership is, mm-hmm. what that looks like and how to implement that. But part of that process is, is taking control, right? It's taking the reins. Yeah. It's moving forward, making call and implementing some of those things that you learn uh, in terms of good management and good leadership practices. Right, right. So let's take the flip side of that now. A lot of times we have control, but there are oftentimes where we don't have control. Right. Okay. So I could have external market factors. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I love when you'll, you'll have like a, a business owner that what do we all want to see? We, we want to see growth, right? Yeah. And so they're pushing for growth, but if the market is declining and they're pushing for growth, I'm like, well, you know, it's doable, but you're moving in the opposite direction. There's a lot of stuff that is outside of your control right now. And, you know, there's, there's a proactive, we can do it mentality, but then there's also kind of an ignorant, uh, I'm, I'm just going to move forward, uh, regardless, you know, yeah. type position. Right. And, and so, you know, you could have external market factors that, uh, that we don't have control over, uh, other people's choices that we yeah. don't have control over. That's exactly what I was just thinking about. So we have employees, right? Yeah. And on some level we can't control them in terms of, you know, whether they work for us or not, but at that, on that same turn, and, and this is similar to the, to the uh, company culture example, 
on that same turn, we can't decide if they just up and leave. Oh yeah. We can't yeah. decide if they decide to show up to work and not perform. Mm-hmm. Now we can control some of the, the motivating factors there or, you know, the ultimate termination of their mm-hmm. employment there, but we can't control what they, what they choose to do. Yeah. Or their motivations. Yep. So, you know, I'll see a lot of times where people will try and get a, 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 a you know, an employee motivated. Yeah. And they start throwing stuff at that employee that motivates them. Exactly. But that doesn't mean anything to an employee. Right. You know, so. Or they, or they try to uh, take something, they find something that works with one employee and then they try to, to spread that out to the entire team. Hey, we'll do X if the entire team pulls through on A. Right. Yeah. And the whole team is looking at this like there's one person that's like, yeah. Then the whole team is like, uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> oh, we're not going to tell you to your face. We're going to continue laughing at your jokes, even though they suck. And we're going to continue agreeing with these terrible, terrible rewards. Right. Right. So I there's there there's a weird phenomenon and it's a little bit outside of what we're talking about today but I think it's important enough for business owners to understand that if you'll indulge me for just a minute I'd like to deviate yeah. this phenomenon is this oftentimes as a small business if you have an employee who is doing well and you reward them with a raise it is quite common that shortly after that raise you'll end up firing them Really? And, and this happens a lot. And so here's the cautionary for hmm. business owners of, let me tell you what's happening. And for the business owners that are out there, you know, that you're like, oh, yeah, I, I gave someone a raise and six months later I fired them. If if you're kind of scratching your head thinking, oh, they had so much potential or, you know, they were really looking promising and and and, and you're wondering what what's going on, uh, let me kind of just delve into a little bit of, of the, the psychology of, of what's happening here. So when, uh, when employees start to show promise and you start to reward them, then they expect rewards. Mm-hmm. And as those rewards come, there's an expectation that starts to be created. And if you move that too quickly, and that's really the challenge right there, yeah. is if you move that too quickly, then their expectation level increases dramatically. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, you're dealing with a much higher expectation. And so now that you've got a higher expectation on their end, it's harder for you as the business owner to maintain those expectations. Yeah. And so... I and and this is just my own practice. If ever I uh, am, you know, over a team, or if I'm advising a company that's over a team, and we're talking about wages, I'm always advising them. I'm like, you, you, you give the mouse enough food that, or excuse me, you give the cat enough food that it doesn't die, but not enough food that it's, you know stops mousing and yeah. so so you want to make sure that that hunter instinct still stays there and if you really give them everything that they want it creates some expectations and 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 it's, yeah. and it's harder to manage yeah so i have a great example of that and it's with myself oh okay <laughs> here we go so i'm truth little, time yeah exactly a little bit of a confession time right here so i uh, interviewed for a position i ended up uh, acquiring the position in negotiation of the terms it was you know what I'm totally willing to come in and prove myself, but when I prove myself, I expect this to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was a substantial 
increase. So I, I agreed to start at a much, much lower rate than I uh, originally or, or normally would have expected out of this type of a given position, a managerial, a marketing managerial position. But um, so upon negotiation, I came in and was like, you know what, I'll accept a much lower rate. But when I perform, when you see those results come in, when you see X, Y, and Z happen, I expect a substantial increase. Sure. Yeah. So that's exactly what happened. I get this monster. It was it ended up being about a $15,000 increase. And um, for the next probably three or four months, I really struggled. I really struggled in that position to stay motivated because it was like, well, now what? What yeah. am I doing here? Yeah, like, yeah. I you just know what climbed I mean? the peak. The only where to right. go is down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, exactly. I'm thinking about this in terms of a small business. Like, well, where else am I really going to go? And there were some other factors in play. And I really had to check myself. I really had to come back and be honest with myself and say, hey, you know, there there is more. And you got to step up. You got to, you know, still be true to to what you promised and, and those kinds of things. And it it honestly took some... It took some doing to get me out of that slump. But you pulled it out, right? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. come on, give me the happy happy yeah. ending here. So, but, and, and that's interesting. So, and then I quit six months later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so if we, if we look at, you know, bringing it back into what we can control and what we can't control, like, you know, a business owner, you can control the incentive or the wage or the salary or the bonus of an employee, but you can't control the way that they react to that. Yep. And and so, you know, that's one of the big things that really gets, you know, business owners hung up is they think to themselves, oh, man, I just gave this person, you know, a several thousand dollar increase. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I expect this, they're giving me this instead. Yep. What happened here? There's disconnect and, yeah. you know, and, and so, um, th- th- there's a lot that goes in that's, that's out of our control. One more that I'd like to, uh, talk about a little bit is we can't control competition. Mm, yeah. And a lot of times people feel almost a victim to competition. They're just like, oh, I hate those guys always coming in and undercutting yeah. me or, you know, doing a better job or, you know, and, and, and we almost feel like, like, you know, competition is unfair or something like mm-hmm. that. And, but when we have the opportunity, we turn around and do the same thing to them. Exactly. Uh, so, but there, there's a lot of uncontrollables that, that we have. So, I want to throw out this question to you, to our listeners. What do you think we uh, tend to focus on more? What we can control or what we can't control? Oh, definitely what we can't control. Yeah. it's That's our, in our human nature. That's in our human. Look at the evening news. Yeah. It's all, I'm worried about all these things that I didn't know about. And now that I'm watching them on the news, I'm just like, do you believe that this is happening? Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm worked up in a frenzy. I can't control any of that. Yeah. You know, I have zero control. So the same thing with our business is, I can't control these external factors. So why am I spending all my time on this? Exactly. And so, yeah, we waste so much time focusing on all of these things we can't control. And, and we can clean up our small businesses. We can make our small business more efficient and more profitable by simply focusing on what we can control. And so one of the things that is kind of underlying with, with what we've been talking about in terms of our own employees, in terms of competition, something to watch out for. And, and 
bringing this back to myself again, um, in that position that I was in, one of the things that I noticed that really um, helped me bring this back into perspective and turn it around was I was constantly blaming or criticizing those external factors, those things I couldn't oh, control. Yeah. And so if you notice yourself blaming or criticizing um, external factors, like that, that's probably a cue to you that, you know, maybe I'm focusing on, on things that I can't control. Not this, well, I need to stop complaining. I'm going to set this goal for the year. You know what right, I mean? But, right. but less that and more of, Let's let's bring this back into back in the circle of what I can and, control, and, and and that's what we mean when we say circle of influence, circle of concern. So, if if we talk about it, picture if you will, there's two circles, one inside of another, and the one that's inside is the circle of influence. What we can control is that smaller circle. It's always the smaller circle, yep. and then what we care about, what we're uh, worried about, or afraid of is the larger circle that surrounds that smaller circle. And as we focus on what we can control, whatever we focus on, whichever those two circles we focus on, is going to expand. Yep. And so as we focus on what we can control, that circle in the middle expands. And it's not like the things that we worry about necessarily shrink. It's that because what we can control expands, it helps us to have a better perspective. Like there's less perimeter of what we what we worry about and more influence of what we can control. But if we're spending all of our time focusing on what we can't control, then at that point, that circle is now getting bigger and our influence is diminishing and we're having less, you know, less control. And I've seen managers and it really is kind of a sad state. They get to this point that they're so just overwhelmed with things that they can't, like like they can't cope, they can't deal with making these decisions that they they shut down. And mm-hmm. and some signs. So these are some things for our listeners to look out for. Are you becoming more reclusive? Are you spending more time shutting the door to your office or opening the door and letting people come in and share ideas? Do you accept other people's ideas or do you try and push other people's ideas down? Are you afraid of the future or are you hopeful of the future? I mean, there are a lot of things that you can use as a gauge to say, hey, am I focusing on my area of influence or my area of concern? Yeah, and naturally, as we focus on this circle of influence, our, our psychology will, will shift and mm-hmm. will naturally become happier. Right. You know, it's just an, an innate effect of focusing in on that circle of influence. Do the problems go away? No, definitely not. No. They, they, they're still there, but you have a different outlook on how to handle those things. You're more open to other opportunities uh, in which to deal with those different problems. Yeah. So they become solved quicker. They become solved in a better manner. People are more happy with the terms of solving those problems and so on and so forth, right? Yeah. I I, I, I was talking to this person who they own a business and 
they were just talking about how horrible. I mean, there's like my customers are so rude to me, and they're always trying to you know dicker down the price. And I mean, I mean the, the, this lady had become bitter. <laughs> I was just gonna ask you if it was an old lady because that totally was an old lady voice. Nice, you nailed it. And, and she, you know, so she would post on Facebook, and her posts, like you'd read them, oh, you're like, gosh, Ugh, don't. Don't post that. That's so negative and a huge turnoff. And she was losing all of her customers because when they would come into the store, it was immediately and it just yeah. And and so I was trying to tell her, hey, by the way, you you need to not be doing this. I I dropped her pretty quickly as a client because I'm like, sorry, I I can't do anything with your attitude. Yeah. And sorry. Good luck. You're grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so yeah, things that we definitely want to look out for, um, you know, things that we need to just keep, keep, keep our focus. And it's not a bad thing to ask people around you. I mean, like, uh, dude, am I, am I getting too caught up in the, you know, in, in, in the thin of yeah. the things? Yeah. People that you trust. Yeah. So it's definitely something you can focus on, um, bringing into your circle of influence as people that you trust. Right. Yeah. Great, great suggestion. So this has been our take on the circle of concern versus the circle of influence. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation. We definitely have, and we'll look out for you next time. Sounds great. Thanks for listening.